Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our Catching Up With series. This time it is our friend Nate Adams, director and producer, many fine motor racing films. This time we are discussing his newest Shelby American on the life and career of Carol Shelby in the racing team that he created, one that morphed into All-American Racers. Definite huge part of my just everything as a kid growing up marveling at All-American Racers. Shelby, someone my father was an unabashed fan, grew up in the Pruitt household with Carol's name being spoken probably on a daily basis. It's wonderful to speak with Nate, get caught up here on putting this documentary together. It's available now on Netflix. Also, you can download, as Nate mentioned, or purchase Blu-ray and other disc forms as well at his website. Wanted to huddle up with Nate and talk about the decisions that went into making this movie. There are definitely some great similarities of what was aired with the 24-Hour Wars documentary that he did. So, really fascinating stuff. Thankful that he did this. A lot of the people featured in it, boy, long overdue of being celebrated in such a documentary and worthy, of, frankly, of their own feature documentaries. So, fun conversation with Nate weaving around how he put together Shelby American, what was used, how they found some of it. All crazy, crazy stuff. Also, as we close here, talk about uppity a movie that Nate was silly enough to ask me to be in about the life of Willie T. Ribbs. So that documentary, which came out in May of 2018, finally becoming readily publicly available here in the beginning of January. Another option where you can download, buy, and I believe there will be streaming options as well. So pretty cool stuff here in our short form interview show in the Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers. If this is your first time listening, I would urge you to check out marshallpruittpodcast.com. The better part of 700 podcasts are waiting for your enjoyment and also our subscribe page, which has a variety of ways where you can stream, download, or just spend, I don't know, half a year digesting everything that we have cranked out so far. All right, let's get going with our pal Nate Adams, Shelby American documentary. Really do hope you take some time over the holidays to enjoy this fine piece of work about an American legend, Carol Shelby, and his racing team. Nate Adams, you and I spend a decent amount of time each year talking about cool film projects. Most of those conversations are centered on projects you're doing including the latest release from Chassis Media, Shelby American. Uh, as someone who watched and enjoyed your 24-Hour Wars documentary, how did this Shelby American documentary come into frame, knowing that it is in the same family? There's some shared footage between both documentaries, but definitely a different angle that maybe not enough people knew about beforehand. How did it land at your doorstep? Well, yeah, I mean, that that's a lot. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking, Marshall. I always love talking to you. Uh, there's really no one that – not not a lot of people that have more or, or a vault of more automotive information than you. Um, 
And I can't wait for our uppity documentary to come out too. Oh, we're so going to get to that, brother. People, we're getting to people that. People can see you do your work. You are fantastic. Oh, they're going to wonder who taught a walrus to speak. I mean, good come Lord. On. But anyways. Uh, so, you know, Shelby American, uh, we did the 24 hour war. So, you know, we were AJ Bain, who's in both documentaries, both uh, Adam Kroll and I met doing, uh, we did his feature film road hard. And then we, he had these Paul Newman race cars and he said, Hey, you know, I have all this old footage of Paul Newman and I want to do a documentary, but the people at ESPN said it wouldn't even be a good 30 for 30, you know, should, should we try this? And, you know, I looked at all the footage and then my background was actually in sports documentaries more even than feature films. Yeah. And I said, there's an amazing documentary here. So we made that. And then while we were, uh, uh, this is going to be a long point, but I'll get to it. While we were doing that, we met this gentleman, you know, Paul Newman had given uh, a start to a, to a young driver named Willie T. Ribs. And so we went and interviewed Willie. And when I met Willie, I just went right to Adam and said, we, we got to do a doc on this guy. And that was how Uppity was born. And then, when we were doing the 24-hour war, because both Adam and I loved Go Like Hell, and we really wanted to get more into Ken Miles' story. So we, we, you know, we both knew that that was, you know, as a storyteller, I knew that was the tragic arc of the documentary and of the whole story. And that he was such an interesting character in, in the development of the cars in Shelby and also in, in the G within, within the GT 40 program, um, both with Peter Brock in the Shelby Cobra Daytona coupe, and then going to work and testing also with the GT 40. So he was just a, a character that was great. And while we were making the 24 hour war, you know, my, my process is always, I end up with like four and a half, cause with a documentary, you just end up with thousands and thousands of hours of footage. And then you, you kind of have to, you know, suck the air out of it in your own way. So when we got done with the 24 hour war, I had about an extra 40 minutes on Carol Shelby and all the guys in his shop. And I loved them so much, like all of, you know, cause a lot of the guys that worked in Carol Shelby's shop were like 18, 19, 20 years old. And they were like the pit, you know, Charlie Agapu was like 21 and he's the crew chief in the pits for Ken Miles car car at Le Mans. You know, you don't have a lot of 21 year old crew chiefs at Le Mans today. Just brilliant. And, you know, and the guys were so funny, you know, they were always, you know, they would take cigarettes and, you know, put the, it's before they had filters, but they would just stick it on the end of a cherry bomb and leave it in the bathroom and then walk away and whoever walked in there, you know, the, the cherry bomb would blow up while they were, in the, you know, they just, they just were, they were kids, but they were also amazing fabricators and welders and, you know, and the, and the things they did didn't have the bureaucracy of a place like Ford. So it was, it was very interesting to, to get into that. And when we did the 24 hour war, I had to cut so much of it out that it kind of killed me to, to cut it out. So, I, you know, we went to Adam and went to Aaron Shelby and said, Hey, do you guys want Aaron and Sean and Randall Shelby, the grandsons of Carol and said, Hey, do you guys want to come in with us and do this documentary on Carol? Cause no one had, you know, there's some people who made some 
sort of documentaries, but nobody really made the definitive Carol Shelby documentary. And that was kind of what we set out to do when we made Shelby American. And, and, you know, Aaron and Randall and Sean, they'd seen the 24 hour war and they loved it. And so they, they were on board and so we did it. And, and that was, that's a very long winded version of how we did it. So this to me is, it's a beautiful thing to watch looking at how this is obviously Shelby American story. This is Carol Shelby's story. I appreciate the fact that there are many characters in this that stand out of the two people as well while watching this. And for all I know, you're in the middle of production of both right now. Uh, Phil Remington is certainly deserving of some form of documentary. I don't know if it ends up being 90 minutes or 30, but Rem is certainly someone who a lesser known American icon in motor racing, but one for sure. And Pete Brock, good Lord. I love the fact that, and I hope you can share some insights on directorial and production and editing choices, Nate. I love how within a documentary that has one central figure where everything, all the branches come from Carol Shelby, you let it breathe enough to allow the brilliance of others stand out to really get the spotlight where it was due for them within the, the greater overarching piece of film that you produced. Well, you really hit the head on, you know, the, the guys, you know, Peter and Phil, uh, both from, from the Shelby, uh, shop were the guys that I found to be truly extraordinary and everyone and worthy of their own docs. Like you said, I'm actually trying to get a doc about Pete off the ground because I just find his story so fascinating. He's such an amazing guy. Uh, and, and all of the things that he did like Carol Shelby, he, he went on to do a lot of things and different things than just cars. So, you know, he's just a fascinating character and I'm still really, you know, I still talk to Pete and Gail quite a bit and I, I just, you know, I, I really like Pete and Joel Remington was the guy that, you know, I interviewed all the living members of Shelby American and, and guys that worked and raced in that era. And every one of them had, you know, when, when, when Dan Gurney singles you out as his kind of hero, you, you know that you're someone special. And every guy who worked in that shop, you know, really could only say that Phil Remington was their hero, that they wanted to be like him, that, you know, the things that he could come up with and the what, what he would fabricate on the fly and the, the ideas that he would have and the, the ability that he had with cars, you know, they, to see these guys, you know, who are some of the best of the best go, you know, that's the guy that we all wanted to be like. And, you know, he, he's a really great character. He's one of the, to me, he was so, I really liked the Ford versus Ferrari movie, you know, as a movie it's, it's, if you want the, you know, if you want the historically accurate version, you know, you watch our docs, but Phil was the one I thought got shortchanged the most in mm. the movie because it seemed like he sold cars, you know, and 
it seemed like he, you know, you didn't understand that he, he was true. They, they, they sort of backhandedly said he did the quick change break setup, but they really didn't, you know, they were like, Hey, Phil, go out and handle that customer. Whereas that, that would be absolutely never a, a Phil Remington responsibility. And it was because I was, I was talking to one of the guys that worked in the shop about that specifically. And they were like, no, Phil would never do that in a million years. Mm. Under so, you know, it, it was just, you know, both of those guys though, to get to your question, like absolutely deserve their own pieces on them because Phil went on to work for Dan Gurney. And when, when I, uh, there's a, there's a clip of it in the documentary, I believe he went on to work at American Eagle with Dan Gurney and they kept his, well, you know, this kind of, know you've been there. They kept his workstation exactly as he left it. They've redesigned the whole building, but Rem's workstation has not changed. You and go by whenever you were there and you pay your respect to the uh, preserved workbench of Rem. And, and yeah. And it's amazing. And, and you know, uh, Preston Lerner in the doc said it best when he said Phil Remington's one of the only people in racing who's not a driver or a manufacturer that is uber famous or, you know, is really in the, the sort of zeitgeist of people's conversations who are in the know in this world, you know, and, and it's true. Looking Nate at Shelby, I really appreciated the significant amount of time you spent in the, and I don't, I didn't do a timestamp on it, but I'm guessing the first third of the doc on Carol Shelby, the driver. And this is an area, as you note in the doc, and I'm hoping for those who weren't fully aware, maybe they've known the name Shelby Cobra or whatever it might be, but might not have known the old chicken farmer from Texas who was yeah. a bad, fast race car driver. You share some thoughts on how you treated that aspect of what you ultimately uh, produced, knowing that a, it's an amazing story, but B you also had some amazing footage of his early days. I'm watching this going, how the hell did you find that from here? I mean, there's some truly obscure stuff. I I don't know how, but the driving side of Shelby was so beautifully presented. Yeah. Well, I'll get, so that was the one thing I, you know, when, uh, you know, I, I'm not a sort of through and through car person as you are. I'm more of a filmmaker. So for me, when I dive into these subjects, I read all I can and I look at all of I, all I can and I go through all the different, you know, I don't just read the biography that the guy himself wanted you to read. I talk to everyone that worked with him and was around him and I read all the books that I can and, and do all the research I can. And what I realized is, is that people did not understand what a prolific driver he was and that he was, you know, sports Illustrated's driver of the year and that he won nearly half the races he competed in. And he was, you know, he, he was extraordinary as a driver. He wasn't just good. He was extraordinary. And 
he raced internationally, which at that time, not a lot of American drivers did. And, you know, culminating in his win at Le Mans in 1959, then, you know, everyone knows about that, but people don't understand that he was like winning race after race after race. But at that time, I, it's funny because I got to go, uh, his, his, someone in his family was, uh, uh, an extraordinary, I think it was his mother was an extraordinary scrapbooker. Mm. And she scrapped booked every plane ticket, every pilot's badge, every pit pass, everything that he had from all of his races. So there's, you know, there, there are little tidbits and clips of the magazine articles and newspaper articles in the dock. And, you know, you, you don't, you don't really understand, like, the 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 scope of how much he loved racing it until you look in there and there's there was a check for one of the races that he won and it was for fourteen dollars and I was like <laughs> I was like man that that's the first place prize pool wow so, you know so he wasn't doing it for the money and you know he just he just loved racing and you know he loved he loved it so much that he was kind of dying while he was doing it, you know, with the, with the heart condition and the nitroglycerin pills, but he just kept doing it. And I found that fascinating as well. And, you know, I, I wanted people to understand thoroughly how truly exceptional he was and the footage it's really interesting. There's a lot of footage from the fifties that no one has ever seen because uh, a friend of mine came to me and he'd found nine 16 millimeter film canisters. This woman had allowed us to develop and put in there. So I even used some of that footage. Um, I put it in the Blu-ray and DVD extras so that people could watch more of it. Cause I wow. like you, I thought it was so beautiful. I was like, Nobody's ever seen this and, you know, people should see it. It's, it's gorgeous. You know, film footage of races from that era usually doesn't survive. So it's, it's just beautiful to see the cars and the racing and the scenery and the wrecks. I mean, you know, that it, you could just get a handle of how absolutely dangerous it was. And, you know, I, there's this, I don't think I put it in there. I'm sure I didn't. But there was a scene in one of the films where a car had burned up and the guys were – they were – pull- this is a bit – I don't know. Uh, they were pulling – I'm pretty sure it was a burned glove, but I don't know if it was a burned guy's hand out of the wreckage. And it, and it was just – you know, it, it was just a dangerous time to race. And, and that was a fascinating part of this to me, too. That's always been fascinating as to why these guys, you know, that, that always fascinates me about racers. But when Especially, you add in the deadly time in the sport where Shelby is active, winning Le Mans, being courted by Ferrari, representing Aston Martin and doing all kinds of amazing things and popping nitroglycerin pills because his heart is trying to fail on him while whistling down the Molson straight at a zillion miles an hour uh, yeah. for, you know, and sharing the car with one other driver. 
just this era in particular, Carol Shelby, near terminal heart condition, there has to be almost nothing like it in racing history. So the fact that you did spend a considerable amount of time, or at least focus on this, I really do think it brought just another depth to not only his talent, but his fortitude. You figure if this guy can race and win at Le Mans while his ticker is causing him to double over in pain and he's not flying off the track, hitting apexes, breaking at the right point, and so on, this is some otherworldly stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, you know, and and his attitude was... I just thought his attitude was fascinating, too. You know, he's kind of like, you know the NFL player who can throw three interceptions and then turn around and, you know, throw four touchdowns in a row, forget about those interceptions and just move forward. I mean, he, he just seemed like that kind of guy where, you know, some failed, he just moved the ball forward in a different way and just kept going, you know? And, and that was just, that was his, that was how he woke up every day. Let's close on the Shelby American doc, Nate, Another thing which I love, and maybe this is unique, maybe it isn't, but I saw the announcement that it was coming out. Folks can still obviously head to your site, chassis.com, and uh, pick up Blu-ray, DVD, etc. But more or less from the moment it was available for purchase, days later, I believe, almost the same exact time, it's available for viewing on is it Amazon Prime or Netflix? Admittedly, I forget, but I just watched it a couple days ago, live streaming at home, and I just thought that was pretty amazing. It just came out uh, for purchase, and my wife and I digested it one evening. Well, yeah, it, it is, you know, the 24-Hour War and uh, Shelby American are both on Netflix. I do selfishly uh, recommend the Blu-ray which you can get at chassis.com, C-H-A-S-S-Y.com, because I'm sort of a snob about color and sound and also the extras. We have a ton of extras in both, but you could get that special footage we were talking about in the Shelby doc. Um, But, you know, if it's something you just want to digest, Netflix is perfect. You know, it's so great to have it on there, and it's been so nice for us you know, to get this car, to, to get, to get these car stories kind of told. And, and also the popularity of Ford versus Ferrari is just, you know, done nothing but help the story. So we'll, we'll wrap the conversation topically on uppity, but before we get to that, I did want to bridge with something else. I don't know if it's a thing or if it's not a thing. I hope it's a thing. And that is 24 hour wars. We have, winning Paul Newman, his racing career in documentary form. We have Willie T. Ribs, uppity documentary on his racing career in life. We have the new Shelby American. Seems like there is a initiative there between yourself and Adam to bring American racers, racing stories, to life in documentary form, is that a thing? Is that truly a patriotic thing? Or are we just lucky that so far the first handful that you've done 
are all uh, kind of red, white, and blue centric. I think you're very accurate. You know, there's some other guys that we're looking at doing, and and they're all kind of in that red, white, and blue American racing vein at this point. You know, I don't. I did really love talking. You know, he's passed away now, but. I love John Surtees. I hmm. interviewed him a few times. I really thought he's a fascinating human being. Um, the fact that he was such an amazing motorcycle racer before he raced cars. And as a human being, I don't, I, you couldn't have been a sweeter person. You know, some of the race car drivers are a little prickly. He just was this nicest guy in, on planet earth, you know? I've never and, heard such a thing said about race car drivers, said the guy who spends every day writing about <laughs> reporting on race car drivers. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yes. Prickly with a silent L Y sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of, I, I think that's part of what we do for sure is sort of, we do like the Americana of it and you know, what, what we're doing, you know, with, these drivers and stories we haven't seemed to, you know, we, we've got a lot of different stories on our board and, and guys we want to do docs on and they're pretty much all in, in that world. And there's, you know, a couple of things we were talking about doing with you. So hopefully we can work some of those out. <laughs> well, let's close on uppity, uh, a passion project for sure. Yet again, I know that when I, uh, when I grew up, uh, and motor racing in particular in the 1980s that uh that certain san jose product being willie t ribs was a, a big big part of it and so happy to see the reaction to uppity it's been out now for a year and a half or so let's close nate on what this year and a half has been like since it's come out the reaction yeah. you've seen the feedback you've gotten and then the fact you know, that folks will be able to readily enjoy it here uh, yeah. what, in just a couple of weeks. It, it, is, it has been extraordinary. You know, the all of the reactions from the screenings to the people. And, you know, the reason that, we, you know, we weren't able to put it out in the public as quickly as we would have liked to because it got wrapped up in a TV deal that it's sort of still in, but we just couldn't wait anymore because it was just infuriating us like everyone else so we moved forward and decided no matter what we're going to release it on the 7th of january and for the people who've pre-ordered it you're going to get your copies much sooner you'll probably get yours before christmas so if you've pre-ordered a copy on chassis.com you'll get it sooner than everyone else. Everyone else, it will be available on the 7th of January, but the pre-order people are going to get it earlier for the Blu-rays and the DVDs and stuff. So, and, and you know, that story, it, it's an, it's probably the story that I, I'm the most proud of ever telling in my life. Mm. Just because, you know, there's uh, so much that Willie had to go through and it, it was, and he's such an interesting character 
you know, the way that he went through it. Cause he didn't go through it like Jackie Robinson or other characters that we've, we've seen stories, you know, in, in this vein of, you know, he, he wasn't a, a toe the line kind of person. And there, you know, there's pieces in the doc where you have to look at it, you know, did he hurt himself or help himself because with, with the way that he thought about things and, you know, that's for each individual to decide for themselves, but he did, but there were a million examples where he was completely treated unfairly just for the sole purpose that he was black. And, the, and that, that, you know, it, it, it's just a, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand that in my brain, but, uh, but it was very clear, you know, when, when you're sort of wading through all of this and, you know, and, and frankly, the, like Willie's just a fun ass character, mm. you know, he just is a fun, like, and I know, you know, him very well, Marshall, he's just a, you know, he's just kind of a one of a kind character. So that part of it was fantastic for me as well, you know, and, and I've become quite good friends with Willie. Uh, and it's, you know, it's just something where, you know, all of this, you just can't believe all the stuff that, like, when you'll see the documentary, there'll be a, a lot of things that pop up where it'll be like, I can't believe Caitlyn Jenner's in here. What What's <laughs> happening here? I can't believe what, yeah. why why is Bill Cosby in here? Yeah, what's no, on? I mean, it's, it's spot There's on. so many things where you go, what is going on here? why is this person in this story? And, and then you figure it all out and it all makes sense. And, you know, and it has a very powerful ending and a very powerful message, I think. So, you know, all of that put together, it's, you know, it's just something I'm very, very proud of. And I really can't wait for everyone to see it. Looking forward to that becoming readily available and, I will be buying the Blu-ray. Hopefully there are some good extras on there as well. There's no such there, thing as too much Willie T. Ribs. You'll get to learn about Willie's foray into 4-H and raising a pig named Sterling Moss and another pig <laughs> named Fangio. <laughs> uh, that's the thing about this guy. Right. You and I, when, uh, what, when, when you guys did the, the formal, uh, announcement of the doc at Indy in May of 2018, you and, and Willie came over and sat down we captured a little podcast then. And just in that conversation out of nowhere, he mentions something you didn't know about. I never knew about that. He used to box yeah. to eat, to support himself when he was racing right. formula fours in England. And it, he's yeah. that of the many things I love about Willie. Well, yeah, that's like, the thing I love most, Nate, because every why time you sit down, right, you yeah. go, where did that come from? And, and yeah. you, you don't doubt its authenticity or accuracy. It's just how many he is the inexhaustible source of yeah. holy shit. Are you kidding me? Stories? Yeah, exactly. You, you could never get all of them possibly into one documentary. Yeah. Or, or even, you know, that's why I'm hoping this TV series goes forward because there'll be so many of them. Crazy. Just crazy. Nate, as you know, big respect to you and all that you do. 
I also, I love the fact that I think more and more racing fans might know Adam might know of his podcast and might know of those, you know, the fun stuff that he does on a more regular basis. But I enjoy the fact that folks are starting to look to you and Adam look to your chassis media property need to check in there somewhat frequently because there's really good stuff coming out feeding racing fans and you guys are working to do that more and more and and more Uh, that's awesome yeah and just so you know we also have our own channel on pluto tv called chassis c-h-a-s-s-y which is all automotive stuff all car stuff go there get your fix a lot of our docs are there great place to get new content well yet another thing to subscribe to nate as always thank you my friend and i look forward to speaking here soon